welcome to My Favorite Theorem, the math podcast with no quiz at the end. I'm your host, Evelyn Lamb, a freelance math and science writer in Salt Lake City, Utah. And this is your other host. Hi, I'm Kevin Knudsen, professor of mathematics at the University of Florida. It's Friday. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> Before yeah, a long Friday. weekend. Yeah. It's the start of a new month. Everything, yep. anything is possible. Right. So um, I, I including always... A great conversation yeah, with our guests. Yeah, I think it will be good. It's 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 been an okay day so far. So the hurricane great. the hurricane notwithstanding, but uh that that, yeah. that that went by. But yeah, Hurricane Adalia really did some serious damage. Um and and it's yeah, it's rough. So anyway. Yeah, it's uh and you know, there was recently the tropical storm on the other side of the country that actually mm -hmm. kind of affected our weather. And mm -hmm. today I, I'm hoping that the gale of wind outside my window isn't uh too much too too hearable on the audio for <laughs> i don't hear it so it must, it must be oh, okay yeah great yeah. well anyway yeah uh we are here today to talk with tom edgar about his favorite theorem so tom would you like to introduce yourself yeah, sure. Hi, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here. Um, I love your podcast, as as you both know, but now everybody knows I love your podcast. <laughs> um, I'm Tom Edgar. I'm a uh, professor in mathematics at a small, comprehensive university uh, in Tacoma, Washington, called Pacific Lutheran University, um, just south of Seattle, about 35 minutes, maybe, uh, depending on traffic, like an hour and a half. <laughs> um, right. And so... <laughs> Um, I'm also currently the editor of Math Horizons, which is the uh, undergraduate level periodical from the Mathematics Association uh, of America, and spend a lot of my time on those two things right there and just getting ready to go back to, uh, to teaching here starting next week. Oh, yeah, you, you guys start after Labor Day. Okay, good for you. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> yes, I have a couple oh, more days. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that is nice. Yes, and I think we've worked together a little bit on various Math Horizons mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah so, bo both of you have. Yeah. So I mean, Kevin, Kevin's on my editorial board, and yep. he's written a couple of things. And then uh, Evelyn, I met you, I think, at uh, in person at ICERN back uh, forever ago. And I remember you were nice enough to to do a piece uh, about your awesome calendar, which I still <laughs> have. I have actually have a second copy now because uh, I just have two now. So. Yeah. One Excellent. One yeah. Well, you. I would recommend getting one for every room. I have. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. One at the office. Yeah. One I'm not at home. biased at all. <laughs> nope. One for your for your classrooms for your students. It's a it's a great idea. Right, and yeah. it's universal. It's it's not year specific. So reminder to all of our listeners: go to the AMS <laughs> uh, the AMS bookstore where they seem to be having a sale all the time. Right. So so surely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Cool. Yep. Can't afford not to. That's right. Anyway, Tom, yeah. uh, now that you've so kindly plugged my my uh, calendar for me, what is your favorite theorem? Uh, and just that wasn't planned either, right? That was just, you know, you, it's a nice thing that you've done. It's really cool. Um, yeah, so um, my favorite theorem is, is a hard thing because I've been listening to your podcast for a number of years. And I was like, yeah, if I ever get a chance, I, what theorem would I talk about? And um, I had one that I was going to talk about, uh, but I, I've, I've changed recently, uh, and I, there has been some projects that I've done in the past few years that kind of has changed my viewpoint. And so the theorem that I want to talk about is a pretty elementary theorem in some sense. Most mathematicians will have seen it. A lot of uh, any math-adjacent people will have seen it. And it's that the um, the formula for the sum of the first n positive integers. Mm. So if you were to add up, say, 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 plus 5, Right, you can do this addition problem. My son, uh, who's eight, can do this addition problem. But is there a quick way to get to the answer? And so the the result is that if you add up one plus two plus three plus four plus five, you can actually get that in sort of fewer computations by multiplying five by six and dividing by two. 
And so the general formula is if you were to add up the first n positive integers, pick your favorite number to stop at n, then the theorem says that the, that sum should be n times n plus 1 divided by 2. So the mm -hmm. number that you stop at multiplied by the next number and then take half of that. Mm -hmm. right. So I, I really love this theorem for right. a variety of reasons. So there's the yeah. apocryphal, probably apocryphal <laughs> story about Gauss, right? Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I definitely enjoy uh, this aspect of it because most people think, oh, there is this story. So the story is, I'm not even going to tell the story because mm -hmm. it, I've read, uh, Brian Hayes has an article where he tries to get to the bottom of mm -hmm. this actual story and, and where it came from. But the general idea is that, you know, some teacher of Gauss gave this as an exercise to to find this this sum and expecting it to take a long time. And Gauss produces the the answer almost instantaneously. Right. Um, I like talking about this because a number of people have changed that story over year over the years, and mm. so it gets more dramatic, um, or, or things like that. Or um, a lot of people think that this is Gauss's sum formula. That like Gauss was the very <laughs> first person to come up with this. Like right. in the 1800s, yeah. like nobody knew that you know <laughs> like yeah. this this was it. But yeah. but this has certainly been known. You know, um, you know, one of my favorite proofs is the the picture proof where you imagine the sum of the first and integers as sort of a, a almost like a staircase diagram, one box at the top, two mm -hmm. boxes below that, three boxes below that, and so on. And you take two copies of this staircase diagram, rotate one 180 degrees and stick them together, and you have mm -hmm. an n by n plus one rectangle. Mm -hmm. And Martin Gardner attributes this to the ancient Greeks, right? So presumably people have been drawing this in sands and all sorts of things for as long as people have been thinking about counting. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I, I must admit, I do, like... That story always bugs me because people, I don't know, people will use it as evidence of like this amazing genius. And I'm sorry if this is, I, I don't know if I sound like I'm bragging or something, but like I figured this out when I was in school and I'm not a Gauss <laughs> by any stretch. And it's like, don't yeah, sell yourself if, short. if you sit around playing with numbers a little bit and you know, you can figure this out. It's it's figure outable, which I think is good for people to know rather mm -hmm. than think, oh, you have to be, you know, some native genius to uh, be able to figure something right. like that out. Right. Yeah, for sure. And and I think, uh, like, I don't know if you've read Brian Hayes' article on it or not, but it's... Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah, it, it's good. He, he brings up the point that maybe the reason people like it is because it's sort of like the the student having this victory over the the mean classroom teacher. And, <laughs> right. and, that, and that somehow we just love this idea, not necessarily the genius uh, myth, but this idea that like, oh, the, the student won or something like this. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, it's a but it's it's fun to talk about too, and just th that talks you know that that always opens up the 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 conversation with people about all the misattribution that we have in mm -hmm. in mathematics, right? Mm -hmm. uh, theorems named for people that maybe don't even have anything to do with that theorem, <laughs> right? Right. right. Uh, for one reason or another. So. Right. Okay, uh, so so let's let's talk proofs. So you mentioned the yeah. one that Martin Gardner did <clears throat> with the picture. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's your favorite proof? Do you have one? Yeah, uh, I mean, that one's pretty amazing, if you ask me. But, sure. um, you know, I mean, another reason I like this is that, you know, this is sort of, if if not the, it's probably the standard first induction proof mm. that any undergraduate sees, right? So you learn about induction, and then you prove this formula by induction. Mm -hmm. um, I dislike that proof. In, in one sense, I love that proof in the other, right? So it's mm -hmm. nice from an induct, it's nice from learning induction. On the other hand, it's like, man, it's induction. I didn't get anything out of that, whereas that picture proof from the ancient mm -hmm. Greeks, right, just tells yeah. you exactly what what to do. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm trying yeah. to remember: is there like a a book or something called like proofs without words or something like that? And it's a great proof without words because 
you don't, it doesn't take a whole lot of scaffolding to show this picture and the numbers and to see exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Roger Nelson has three compendia now, like proofs without words, right? So this is three books, you know, maybe almost total of 600 pages of diagram proofs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one is, you know, it's in the first edition and it's, it's definitely like kind of, I mean, there's a couple iconic proof without words, and I would put it as one of the top four iconic proof without words. There's the Pythagorean theorem with a couple and right. uh, a couple of other ones that go along with it. But right. um, that's that. But my, my favorite proof, actually, <clears throat> well, so back in like 2019, right at the end of 2019, right at the beginning of 2020, before the before uh, sort of all the craziness, um, a mathematician named Enrique Trevino, who's a professor at uh, Lake Forest College in Chicago, mm-hmm. He was posting about some things on Twitter about different proofs of this theorem. And, and I knew a couple and I sent it to him. And he's like, hey, you should, we should write these all up. So we got together and wrote these all up. And so we have a compendium that's online of 35 proofs so far mm, okay. uh, of, the, of the fact. And uh, <clears throat> we finished that just before sort of, um, I think it was end of J- January 2020. We sort of finished it. Uh, we've been working on it here and there uh, ever since. But um, one that came out of there that's my favorite and it's hard to describe, so I'll see what I can do, but it's also a picture proof. Okay. <laughs> um, but instead of taking two triangular diagrams, so two staircase diagrams, you take eight staircase diagrams. <laughs> so the same kind of picture, instead of two, and you just glue them together to get a rectangle, you take eight. So again, you, okay. the, the visual here should be sort of a right triangular stack of squares, and mm-hmm. squares in the bottom, one square in the top, and then it's right oriented. And when you put eight of these together, you get a perfect square, except there's this one missing uh, cell in the middle. And so it tells you that eight times this, this number, which these are called the triangular numbers because they fit into these triangular arrays. Mm -hmm. So eight times the nth triangular number is basically the nth odd square. So two N plus one squared, Mm -hmm. except missing one, uh, missing one one cell. So minus one. And, uh, and, uh, you know, this proved to me, it's much more complicated in some sense. You're like, why don't you just use the the real picture proof, <laughs> the easy one with two? Right. Um, but this one uh, indicates, you know, that uh, there's a lot of other things going on. So you can use this proof essentially to prove that odd squares are congruent to one mod eight and and these kinds of things mm. right here. I mean, it, it sort of falls right out of that. And, and then this was key to um, Gauss's, uh, what's it called? Uh, three triangle theorem, right? Which says mm-hmm. that every positive um, integer can be written as the sum of three triangular numbers. And so this fact uh, plays a role. This visual proof plays a role there. Okay. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll have to draw that out later. I'm not quite (laughs) sure I believe you, but I'll take your word for it for now. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to draw it out for sure. Uh, I I was like, oh, should I? Kevin asked my favorite. I wasn't going to necessarily talk about that one. But but, uh, for some reason, I like that one because it opened my eyes to a lot of other... uh, uh, things going on is, in math as well, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it just has a connection, uh, you know, thinking about what are called figurate numbers. So these are num- numbers that can be arranged in certain geometric patterns. Right. So the triangular numbers, the squares, these are familiar ones to us. But um, there's just so many cool mathematical ideas that somehow I never picked up as an undergraduate or a graduate student um, about these, like Euler's pentagonal number theorem or uh, Fermat's polygonal number theorem. Just amazing mm-hmm. facts out there that I just never would have come across. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I guess that one, it's kind of an overpowered uh, proof for that particular formula. But yet, like you said, yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of opens the door to a few different, um, a few different things. A sledgehammer 
for this. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because like I like those are some of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) of the ones that uh, that Enrique and I compiled. One of the ones that that sort of blew my mind that that we came across was this idea that you can use um, Euler's polyhedral formula for planar graphs, right? So mm-hmm. the, the planar graph version, you can use this and and it proves the sum of the integers formula if you just find the right graph. And that's like oh, a sledgehammer. And, but nice. you have this beautiful, okay. really powerful theorem for topologists. I think both of you somehow are topologists or to- yeah, yeah. topology adjacent. Am I wrong about, no, Evelyn, yeah. not you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why so, not? Yeah. No, that's true, <laughs> but, Evelyn. But the, yeah. the fact that you can use, uh, you know, this Euler's polyhedral theorem, which I know has been featured on your podcast mm-hmm. before and maybe even recently, um, uh, you know, to me was like really powerful. Like, oh, you're using something really strong. But it's also a way that you can introduce people to a cool idea with this relatively simple fact, right? Elementary fact that they might be encountering as early undergraduate level mathematicians or, or even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. So I know visual proofs are kind of your thing. Like, like. <laughs> So, yeah. so did, have you animated this one? I know you like to animate these things. I see them on Twitter occasionally. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, I spend my time animating uh, for the past year and a half, two mm-hmm. years. This this arose out of the the pandemic, right? We all went online, and sure. some of us were teaching online and kind of upset with maybe some of the digital content that we could uh, produce. And mm-hmm. so um, I spent some time trying to figure out how to how to do some animations. But yeah, so this one I animated. Uh, I animated 12 of them, so a dozen okay. of the proofs uh, from Enrique and I uh, that we compiled. Um I, I animated a dozen of them last year. This was part of, uh, I, I submitted it as part of uh, uh, 3 one Brown. Grant Sanderson runs this summer mm-hmm. of math exposition stuff. So I submitted that last year as my as my video. Um, the idea being that uh, you should think uh, deeply about simple things because mm. um, mm-hmm. you can encounter a lot of things along the way. And this is not my quote. This is a quote from uh, Ken, uh, uh, the person who started the Ross program, and I'm forgetting the Ross program. I'm forgetting the founder. His last name's Ross, but mm-hmm. I can't necessarily remember the first name. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I have animated some of them, and and I believe I've animated. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've animated uh, the Euler's theorem, mm-hmm. uh, Euler's polyhedral theorem, uh, Pick's theorem, the classic uh, visual proof. There's oh, uh-huh. combinatorial proofs. So there's like a a double counting proof, and then there's one that uses uh, bijective proof. Mm-hmm. So it's just some really cool ones uh, out there to yeah. to see and explore. Uh, on YouTube, they're on YouTube, right? Yeah, that's on YouTube. Yeah, the uh, the Mathematics Visual Proofs is the name of the the YouTube channel at this point. Who okay. knows? It changes. It changes if you have to change it, right? Well, so. we'll we'll link to it. We'll we'll find it. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, you said like maybe this isn't the theorem you would have picked if we had asked you, you know, three years ago or something. So how right. how did this theorem get? Uh, was it this project with Enrique that you uh, that got you interested in it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I've always loved the theorem, but sort of seeing all of all of the available proofs and the ways that it could uh, open me up to things, right? It, it's given me a, a well, a couple of things. So when you teach a discrete math course, you can essentially teach the entire discrete math course using this theorem, right? You can talk about so many different discrete mathematical <laughs> right. ideas um, using this, and so it, 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 it can be fun that way. So I've done that in the discrete math class, and and <clears throat> and really enjoyed that experience with students as they see the connections um, being made. Um, I, um, it's, it's, it's maybe a little more fun to talk about than some of the, the other, I mean, the other theorem that I was, I probably would have talked about is called Coomer's theorem. And I, I'm, that one is fun to talk about. Um, but it requires a little bit more knowledge or a little bit more technical detail sometimes. So I like the accessibility in this one. Um, I like that I get to speak with people whenever I get to talk about this. I, I speak with people about the fact that mathematicians are looking for other proofs sometimes, right? I think 
mathematicians know this. We know this, that you're not always just looking for one proof. Some people say you're looking for the best proof, right. uh, the so-called proof from the book. I don't know if I agree with that. I just like the idea that we're looking for other proofs, other ways uh, to try to understand these things, to, to give that broad picture. And uh, somewhere along the way, before or after, I, I came across this quote. It's my absolute favorite quote from a, uh, from a mathematician maybe ever. It's from uh, Bill Thurston, who's a mm-hmm. uh, Fields medalist in the late, 19, late 20th century and, and passed away only about a, like a, roughly a decade ago maybe. Uh, he says, uh, what does he say? We're not trying to meet some abstract production quota of definitions, theorems, and proofs. Uh, the measure of our success is whether what we do enables people to understand and think more clearly and effectively about mathematics. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wish I had said that. That I just, <laughs> if I could have said that, I think I could die happy. Like that was my quote. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea that we're not just, you know, mathematicians aren't just sitting in the room, like trying to pump through uh, mm-hmm. more results, more results that we are actually interested in understanding and communicating and, and, and trying to get those ideas out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that, you know, what insight can we get by looking at this problem in a different way, even if we already know the answer? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, exactly. And I, I yeah. think a lot of people just don't think that way about mathematics. You know, people who are not um, who haven't been around mathematics long enough think that it's just one and done. Right. You do this problem and you move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or that we're just sitting around like doing arithmetic with really big numbers. Right. Sure. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm that's actually what, what that's what this is. This is arithmetic with really big that's numbers. That's right. But clever arithmetic, right? Yeah, they think we would just sit there and add it all up. It's like, well, why yes, would I, I do yeah. that? Just, Ugh, I don't want to work that I'm hard. Just, yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. So this is a great theorem. What do you? What do you? The other thing we like to do on this podcast is ask our guests what it pairs with. So what pairs well with this uh, this this formula? Yeah. So so uh, this is uh, this is the greatest part about your podcast. Not it that is. there are not other good things about no. your podcast, right? <laughs> I think you two are great together, and it's it's fun, you know. And uh, but uh, I think the idea like of this, and I was this is the challenging part with with the other theorem. I was thinking, about, I was like, wow, if it, what would I what would I pair it with? I don't know. Presumably, I would come up with something. But this one was fairly easy for me. Mm. Um, when I was younger, a, a movie came out. A very you know, and o- over time, I guess it's it's become somehow I, I read online that it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but I watched this movie okay. um, a lot. And so this movie's called Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, have you, either of you seen Groundhog oh, Day? Yeah. So, yeah. Many times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, so. Well, my thing about Groundhog Day is like watching it once is like watching it several That's times, right. right? And then if you watch it more than once, you've just like really increased your your volume of Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Right. So you, ha- you have no idea. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You have no idea how many times you've seen this movie. You're mm-hmm. sure you've seen this movie 30 times. Maybe you've only seen it twice. Right. Yeah. Um, but for people who haven't seen the movie, the, you know, the premise is Bill Murray is a weatherman from like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and he's tasked with covering Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney and doesn't want to go there. And, um, essentially ends up in sort of a time loop where every morning he wakes up and it's exactly the same day. And he's mm-hmm. the only person who thinks he's reliving the day and everyone else is treating the day um, as uh, as the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he he does various things to try to, I guess the, the, the idea was to sort of get it right, right? Sort mm-hmm. of be the best possible person. But from my perspective, this is exactly, uh, you know, what would a mathematician do if they ended up in the Groundhog Day situation? Well, which is <laughs> every single day I would just find a new proof of, you know, the sum of the integers formula, and I would maybe never be bored. <laughs> maybe I'd never get it right and get out of the time loop. Uh, but uh, but I like this idea because essentially, you know, in the movie, it's 
he learns a lot about himself. He learns a lot about the people around him. And, mm -hmm. and this has sort of happened with me, like working with Enrique and learning uh, a lot of the, the things that come along with this theorem. You, you learn a lot of stuff and you're like, oh, this is stuff I didn't know. And it's led me to a lot of other things that I didn't know and connected me with other people. And, uh, and I, so it's, it's kind of like the, that movie, I guess. So, you know, sit yeah. down and watch that movie and figure out a couple of new proofs of and, and the sum of integers formula. Remind yourself of the genius of Sonny and Cher. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a song that you probably can't, yeah, that's right, a song you yeah. probably can't listen to ever again without automatically thinking about the movie. No, probably not. Yeah. 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 No, that's a great pairing. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that's yeah. a nice one. Yeah. I think so. I think in the movie, um, one of the things he does is that he becomes like this great piano yeah, player, right? right? Because he has so many times through the day, and it, you know, he goes at some point. I think he goes to his lesson and is like, "Oh yeah, I've never played piano before," and you know, just busts out something. Yeah. I always, I always thought like, "Oh, that would be would would I have the dedication to do something." like that if i what else do you have to type, do though i mean yeah yeah no the, the, it, 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 French, I think. yeah it's well it's great that's what's so cool about the movie is like really if you put yourself in that situation you could do whatever you want right, right. And i think that was what was so good about it in the end is like he learned you know to play the piano he learned to be you know a good person i guess as well right. but you know like you just learn a lot of things he learned to do ice sculpture he yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> Yeah, the, the end, the end scene, like the last day, right when he does, he does everything, right. It's mm -hmm. just, it, it really puts, it brings it together so nicely. Like, oh, he saves that person's life and right. builds his ice sculpture and mm -hmm. uh, and has really filled himself out, right. I mean, there's some dark parts of the movie mm -hmm. as well. So, uh, but the, it, it ends nice. So I, I can see why people might say it's the greatest comedy, uh, you know, of all time. Yeah, but, it, uh, it's up there for sure. I think. And, and from the mathematics, there's this one scene, I don't, like from mathematics point of view, like mathematicians, right? They famously love their coffee. And there's this one scene when he's kind of at one of her lower, low, in one of his low points, and he's just eating all of the mm -hmm. foods at the mm -hmm. diner. And he grabs this, he grabs this thing of coffee, and he just drinks it straight like that. <laughs> that's right. that's I'm like, right. oh, okay, that, that's like I could see a mathematician doing this oh, in, in Groundhog Day. So that, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, we always like to give our guests uh, a chance to plug anything they want. So you've you've plugged the YouTube. You've you've plugged a little. Well, we plugged it for you. Yeah, um, thank you. You plugged the YouTube. I appreciate Math Horizons. And, Math Horizons. and plug Math Horizons, yep. which I'm still involved with for uh, one more year, uh, and then uh, and then all? there'll be someone taking over there. Okay. Yes, yes, it's been a long time. Um, yep. I don't know if I have anything else to plug. Otherwise, I appreciate. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you all, like I said, uh, having me on. It's fun to come and talk about these things. Yep. I guess I could plug – no, I don't know. For, for mathematicians interested about this favorite proof that I mentioned of the um, of the sum of, of the integers formula, mm -hmm. this somehow uh, told me that there's a connection between um, – the sort of three famous proofs that you see as an undergraduate math major mm -hmm. uh, would be the sum of the integers formula for induction, mm -hmm. the fact that the square root of two is irrational, mm -hmm. and then maybe like the arithmetic mean, geometric mean inequality you might learn as a first inequality type proof in a in a real analysis course or something. Mm -hmm. um, but somehow um, there's a visual proof for all of these, and, and the visual proof is somehow the same. So I think that possibly those theorems are somehow the same uh, in some realm. Oh. And so I've spent a little time uh, trying to prove... Uh, Various theorem prove one of those theorems using different techniques. Mm -hmm. So I so I, I recently have a have an article if people want to check in Math Magazine about the arithmetic geometric mean arithmetic mean geometric mean inequality, where you prove it using um, moments of mass and centers of mass. 
And I was inspired to do this because uh, David Treby proved the sum of integers formula using moments of maths and centers of maths. This one? <laughs> okay, so it happens so then, to be sitting on my desk. <laughs> that's a different one. I didn't. I didn't. No, that's so, yeah, not I wasn't going to plug. Oh, no, that is me, and I wasn't going right. to plug them both. Okay. But that's where I use I use um, centers of mass to prove that the square root of two is irrational. Okay, that's what and it so is. I, that's so, right. I yeah, so somehow this now, proof yeah. allowed me to do, yeah allowed me to connect those things together, and so it's been fun to play around with ideas that I that I don't know. So yeah. if you're interested in in how balance plays a role in pure mathematical ideas, uh, I would check those out. So that's one thing yeah, I can. Yeah, we'll link okay. to those. Yeah, those yeah. those no. sound really interesting. <laughs> no, that's cool stuff. Thank you. All right, all right. Well, Tom, thanks so much. It's been terrific. Yeah, and, uh, like I said, thank you yep. both. Uh, keep. I know it's hard to work, uh, hard work that you all do, but I think uh, the community, uh, I, I think the community needs it, and we appreciate it, and it's great for my drives to work. Okay, thanks. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks, so thanks. Right. Thanks for listening to my favorite theorem, hosted by Kevin Knudsen and Evelyn Lamb. The music you're hearing is a piece called Fractalia, a percussion quartet performed by four high school students from Gainesville, Florida. They are Blake Crawford, Gus Knudsen. Del Mitchell, and Bao Chan Nguyen. You can find more information about the mathematicians and theorems featured in this podcast, along with other delightful mathematical treats, at Kevin's website, kpknudsen.com, and Evelyn's blog, Roots of Unity, on the Scientific American Blog Network. We love to hear from our listeners, so please drop us a line at myfavoritetheorem at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Kevin's handle on Twitter is at Nivik that's Kevin spelled backwards followed by Knudsen spelled backwards, and Evelyn's is at Evelyn J. Lamb. The show itself also has a Twitter feed. The handle is M-Y-F-A-V-E-T-H-M. That's at my favorite theorem. Join us next time to learn another fascinating piece of mathematics. <laughs>